Hello and welcome to Alternative Podcast. This is our first one of 2023. Um, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, Cam. Happy New Year. So, yeah, we just released a podcast with Jay Brett. Uh, That's the first upload we've done this year, but not our first recording this year. This is our first recording. Um, So if you've not seen that podcast, check it out. Yeah, Jay's a VR specialist. Um, So we talk all things VR, gaming, and... A little bit about the monetary system and what would life be without money. So yes, it was a good episode. I think on reflection of that one is we went on there to talk about VR and it sort of went into a technology talk and then went into the gaming industry and it sort of like just progressed into what's actually wrong with technology and what's wrong with gaming. So it's really good, really good talk. Yeah, it was good. Really good. Hopefully we'll get him back on to uh, talk a bit more about the uh, nitty gritty society kind of things, which we seem to get a bit into depth with towards the end. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do need him back on. Um, But anyway, this episode 2023. Maria. Yeah. So what reflect a bit on 2022 or I've got a question that I want to put out there. It's about 2023, sort of around the channel as well. But it's something I've been thinking of just in my own time, uh, in my personal time. But this channel's like an extension of my personal time, I guess. But my question is, like, what areas of interest do you want to pursue in 2023? So that can be like stuff that you already know about, but you want to know more about, stuff that you don't know anything about and you want to start learning like key areas of interest hmm. yeah that's a good question i think like a big thing i think we both sort of want to understand on it so i think it we had these discussions off air or sometimes on air before our chat with uh jay but having the chat with jay sort of perks my interest a little bit more into sort of capitalism and uh, communism or socialism and what are the differences and what is, to be honest with you, I don't fully understand what socialism and capitalism is and what it could be. So it's something I want to uh, explore a bit more this year and try and understand it. Yeah, I guess we, well, from my side, I know it from like a very general perspective. Um, but it's like with anything, I mean, with socialism, for example, there's so many people out there who are trying to push socialism. And then there's the other side of people who are trying to say, have you not seen what happened in history? Like socialism doesn't work. But do, do people that are pushing it are pushing the the pros of socialism without reflecting on what it actually yeah negatives yeah what that Um, sort of power and control can do to a person or people i've got a friend who he 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 tells me that he's a like a socialist and he he wants socialism like to come in um was having a bit of a discussion about it not too much was we had a few pints at this point so uh um we didn't go like too far with it, but 
my main worry was like I tried to explain to him was that I don't want the government to have that much power over me where they sort of dictate how I live my life. And I said to him that money gives me the freedom to be able to choose what I do. Yeah. In a sense, it gives me more freedom than if the government were to tell me what to do. Yeah. The ones who are feeding me. Which is the capitalist side, but then capitalism's taking a nasty turn for the world. Yeah, and this is his argument. He said he would rather the government control us than the corporations. Corporations. And I was like, to be fair, I'd rather neither control me, I would rather control my own shit. Yeah, and be a free spirit. But that's what they're trying to push with the socialism side of it is there is a way where it can be not central to a government uh, running the show, but you we probably can't imagine it happening because it's we're at a point of life right now where I don't think it can happen in this way. Or I, I find it hard to see it happen in this way. But if it was fair and equal and everyone had, I don't mean equal in the sense of money, but equal in the sense of what everyone's what everyone wants from life like finding an equal ground in what people want to do with their lives and not for like the eight hour work day i was listening to a video right and this is what sort of backed up what i'm thinking is i think we talked about it before like back in the day i don't know where it was we discovered this but the hunter gatherer times they would only have to work two hour days um, I think I was watching the video and it was like, why would ancient civilizations have like jewelry and fashion and shit like that? But it's because they only used to work two hour days because that two hours of berry picking would be enough for the week or two hours of going to get a fucking mammoth or something would last a full week for people to eat. And then they had time to develop like jewelry making, but that was more of an art than it, than what it is today. Today, it's more of a status problem. Back then, it was an art, and they sort of, they must, well, from what we're gathering, is they must have praised people for what they do in their off time. So, if you've got a really complex piece of jewelry, that means you've, in the time you're not working, you've spent a lot of time like trying to, trying to be creative and make something great. And I know yeah. a piece of jewelry is not going to like evolve civilization much, but. It's just like an idea of what being able to, but then people, if you look at today, people work eight hour days and add on to the hour commute on the other side. Um, by the time you get home, you cook, you eat your food. On top of that, where you need eight hours sleep, you've got no, no time to do anything out of your small cage that you've been put in by the capitalist society. Yeah, that's what. So, like, that is another like side of the coin. Like, are we re- are we really free when everyone's a slave to money? Um, I don't know. Obviously, it's a topic that I can't envision a society with this many people being organized in a way ancient civilizations were organized where they could do that two hour berry picking and then go off and have the free time to do whatever they want. Yeah. I just, I just can't picture it with 8 billion people. 
and on top of that, like this is where I'm at because I'm I'm neither nor like I'm not I don't like the way capitalism is run, and it's I get scared of the way socialism is run. But what you've just said with that many people chuck into the that equation the internet and the fact that everyone's super 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 connected, and then chuck, on top of that, there's people who have for generations been brought up in this capitalist environment to flick everyone over to socialism is not going to be an easy transition it won't work swiftly yeah. and then there's the all, the all the other things like the internet there's so many different the, the world the internet it's all built on capitalism yeah like the internet is essentially now all it is is a massive marketing tool yeah it's crazy so yeah, no, that's a good thing to to look into because I think it's genuinely it's important to look into these ways of living these because yeah. I think to really identify the problems with society that we discuss and to fully understand them, we need to understand both concepts of potential systems that are out there or the system that we're currently in and the potential system that is argued for because um, when I was when I did economics at A level, there was obviously it's economics teacher, so he's going to be a capitalist. Um, it was always taught that we're in the uh, best of two bad options. This is the best options out of two bad options. Um, and if you look back in history, it kind of you can see why people have that perspective. If you look at um, the Soviet Union, for example, with their gulags, it's just the state getting too much control through communism. So they offer offer the, uh, the population in the world, say they can have like what you just said then, they can have a two, two hour working day and all the other needs we met. They sold it to them that way, but then the government just end up taking complete control and then become tyrannical, which is not what you want to see. Well, yeah, and then the other side of it is, I, I know it's probably, it's not government-led because we're at another stage now, but if you want to look at, I don't think we've actually spoke about it for a while, to be fair, but look at the Great Reset. And then, because I'm also just learning about socialism in more depth and capitalism, but I'm looking at the Great Reset and thinking... Doesn't socialism just look like the Great Reset, but the Great Reset's run by the global elites? I feel like the Great Reset is like socialism and capitalism merged into one. I think the problem is, I don't even think it's a socialism-capitalism argument. I think it's a centralization argument. So this is something I'm... Obviously, I've started getting into like crypto and stuff. Um, it's something I've been... I don't fully understand it, but I understand it enough, I think, to explain it. So <clears throat> Bitcoin, for example, is classed as a decentralized cryptocurrency, which means there's no central bank involved. There's no um, other commercial party that runs it. So there's no like XRP, for example, is owned by Ripple. So they, it's all central to Ripple. Um, Bitcoin is has been developed and just put out there, and it's 
got nobody who can print more Bitcoin. They can mine Bitcoin, but that takes computer power to do. Nobody can print Bitcoin. It's essentially like gold, for example, where there's nobody in charge of how much supply of gold there is in the world. It's just whatever gold's there is there. If there's more gold that's found, it adds to the supply. It can't just be printed. And off like someone's uh, action. Someone yeah, some, nobody, yeah, it's not off anybody's action. Yeah. The world's got a limited supply of gold, so that's how much gold we've got. Same with Bitcoin, there's a limited supply and it can only be mined. The problem I think with the current system is it's being controlled by central banks who are printing money to make themselves and the elites richer. And when they're printing money, it's only making us poorer. So since 1970, when all the currencies came off the gold standard, that is when you probably say people have started feeling less and less hopeful about the future. Then 2008 comes in, they print money for fun. All of my like adult life, I've always felt like something's not felt right about the economy or something's not 100%. And then COVID comes in and they print even more money. And now we're in a situation right now where you feel like it's coming to an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's solely because of the actions of our government, central banks, and whoever runs the central banks. Well, they're the global um, elites. Yeah, the global elites. I think uh, Kanye West in some YouTube short I watched was explaining the fucked up thing about um, Hollywood. And he's saying, like, you've got all of these line of celebrities that are out there to promote spending consumerism all the shit that comes to everyday people which they which they do a very good job at you look at the likes of the kardashians um and most people in hollywood rappers music artists they're all promoting some shit that you need to go and buy and have more gold chains and have more cars so you've got like this row of people who are making the people below them spend loads of money they're getting their celebrities are getting ripped off anyway by their agents, like what um, Kanye is saying, albeit in a bit of a weird way. But they're getting ripped off by their agents, and so you've got that line of celebrities. On top of them, you've got the agents. On top of them, the money goes into the big brands, which are all connected. The big brands like all of the um, Hugo Boss and all that kind of stuff. All these big brands, and if you look at Volkswagen Group, like what that group actually came from. They own Lamborghini, they own Seat, they, they own a lot of them, the manufacturers. They came from global elites from a different generation. So, and that, a lot of the companies did, but then they all tied in with the banks. And then on top of the banks is, um, like... Families. Yeah. But Families. then, Families. what he was saying is on top of that, and this is a bit deep, um... There's what you don't hear about it. It's the um, there's a detachment, but it's meant to be the churches, you know, Christianity, churches and oh. all that kind of stuff, right at the top. I don't think they're right at the top. I think there's another thing above that. Yeah, what above I think, banks? I think there's banks. Yeah, churches are quite high up, but I'm sure there's like. Another... Well, I don't want to say Christianity. I want to say religion. Yeah, I'm sure he said there's another um, 
Oh, you've seen this video? I've, I think I've seen it. Did he say they're at the top, churches? Well, he said religion. Religion. He said that's at the top? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I might have seen something else. But I thought I saw... I think there's a gap. No, no. i got to remember it as well as you do. You obviously... You, I was thinking about it. I don't know how we got onto that, me saying that. Oh, we're talking about the banks and how fucked up the money is, but we're all in, like, being played in this big-ass game, though. The bubble. Yeah, that's it. It just feels like we're in a game and we're just being like pushed around at the moment. NPCs. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, the question was uh, interest to pursue in twenty three. I think that's a good one. Like, it'll give us like such a give you such an edge on stuff that you you be able to connect more dots together when you hear about different things, knowing. Yeah. And another interest is, and it's like, from all this, sh- it's, it's a bit of a carry on from, well, it's a carry on from 2020. Um, so it's uh, stoicism. Um, from all the shit that we're learning about the world and how like, fucked up it is, um, I really think it's a good philosophy just to get in our heads to keep us sane. Um, it's something in twenty, yeah, towards the end of twenty twenty one. I started getting in a bit of like a weird place where I didn't feel hopeful about the future, and I didn't feel like I think was COVID was still around, and all this like the next vaccine was coming out, and all this shit. And I was just like, I had enough of it all, and I was listening to a lot of uh, Russell Brand at the time, and it just made I just felt like shit like the world is not a fucking good place at the moment and it's not looking like it's going to get any better mm. um i feel like once i started looking at stoicism it sort of changed my perspective and not and i, did, I don't worry as much about what the fuck's going on out there as much as much as we talk about it i don't worry about it, it is what it is at the end yeah, of the yeah. day. um but <clears throat> obviously I, I got you the uh, daily stoic which we're both doing um, I'm just hoping, like, I think it's good, like a long-term thing that uh, you just keep reading and studying because there's always new shit that you can find out about it. Yeah. Like, it's a good life. author as well, Ryan Holiday. Uh, I mean, I haven't read any of this shit yet, but I'll read this. And there's also that Ego is the Enemy. That was his book. Yeah. And The Obstacle is the Way. Yeah. I think it's just a philosophy that sort of, in these times, I think it's a good thing to know to sort of don't be too concerned about what's going on out there because at the end of the day, you've got no control over it. And I think it just makes you a more resilient mm. person, which is something I think we need in these times. Yeah, it's about being um, selfish, but in a selfless way, if you know what I mean. Mm. Not being selfish. And it's about caring about yourself so you can care about other people. Other, like you 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 becoming the best person you can be so you're the best person you could be for the people around you yeah 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 it's not being spiteful it's not being uh selfish in the to gain anything yeah um apart from to gain other people but yeah i think this daily stoic's a wicked thing to do definitely as we've january 1st we quit drinking 
Uh, I started uh, journaling this year as well, just like personal journaling. And I put, I did a bit of like a reflection piece on last year. And I said like my main focus was responsibility. And that's from me listening to Peterson. Cause he says like, get your shit in order, get responsible, be responsible. So I actually took that on board and I think that helped me a lot last year. Um, so I put my main focus for 2022 was responsibility. And then at the bottom, I put, I think this year's main focus is strength and resilience. Cause just from what we've learned and what I said before, I feel like we're going to go through a bit of a, some hard times, whether it's this year or next. So a lot of it is like, um, well, for me anyway, is finding, like, I love doing this and talking about the stuff we talk about. I enjoy doing it, but then there's like the other side of it, which comes with it, which is like the editing, the fact now we're finding guests, which we've just done um, before the call, stuff like that, that we do, it sort of gives it more than just, we're talking about something. And then we're actually trying to grow a community around it. Um, and whilst we're trying to do that and trying to grow something like for ourselves, on top of it, we're doing the daily stoic. We can tie in like making people because Russell Brand kind of preaches it, but not in a direct way because he preaches about being at peace within and being kind to others. But he goes really hard on the type of shit that's going on in the world. But I feel like we've got an opportunity where we can combine the two, where we can be aware of what's going on. We can grow a community and we can also teach them how to live a better and like you need to know the stuff that's happening, but at the same time, you can't let it like make you insane. You need to bring yourself down as well. Yeah, ground yourself back to what is going on in the present today. Um and so that's like another stoic teaching is what can you what can you control today and do that? And that will make the difference. If you can't control it today, then don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then what, that's what I was saying, like about having the actual. We've got the actual channel, but the channel's an actual project. Is like we've got something that we're trying to grow, as well as talking about. Because it'll be easy just to go out to people and just preach this stuff, but we're doing it. Just telling people, oh, this is what's going on. Like, it's fucked up and then moving on. That's not actually doing anything about it. I think building a community to make people more resilient and also inform them of what's going on. I think I'm making sense. Um, will actually build better people because they'll be more aware, more resilient. Stronger. Yeah. Well, as much as people don't like Andrew Tate and... I won't, I don't agree with everything he says, but there's a lot of stuff he does say about being strong, being resilient. He talks about all the issues going on in the world, but he says his main, he's quite a stoic thinker himself, like put away all the bullshit, like his Bugatti and all this crap. He thinks like you need to be the best version of yourself. You need to be strong. You need to like, go to the gym, look after yourself. Like what can you do today? You can earn money. So go and earn money because that's what you need in today's life to make you even more, even stronger. 
So like, he preaches these things, which are stoic teachings at the end of the day. Um, but I think everybody out there should be taking on board some advice like that. It doesn't have to come from Andrew Tate. It can come from anybody. What the problem is with Andrew Tate and what the problem is with what, what Jordan Peterson had as well is these guys have identified a problem with society. In particular, the problem is with men. They've yeah. identified that. Their niche, their target audience is men. So yeah. what's happening is they're drilling down this message to men and men and women like women are hearing it and they're 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 thinking what the fuck why are you saying that about like we should be included sort of thing so they're hating on these people because the same thing happened with jordan peterson and it still happens today and then you get still get the men that fighting for women women's rights and so on they're not liking these people purely for the fact that they are they're speaking out to help only men yeah you don't fucking like get pissed off with a company that sells a certain product, like makeup, for example. They sell them just to women. You don't. We don't get pissed off. Like, where the fuck's this shit for the men? Like, well, I don't yeah. know. Why you're selling me something else. All these people are is like they're basically, well, not a business, but they're just got an audience out there and they've got their target audience and they're trying to grow on their platforms. So they're reaching out to their target audience so they get more of their target audience to watch them just like going to buy a product. So that's what's happened with them is because they're on a platform where everyone can hear about them. Everyone thinks, oh, they're trying to push all this shit down the neck. But if no one gives them, no one actually stops and thinks about what they're actually doing, what they're actually saying. Yeah. If you don't agree oh, yeah. with either of them, don't fucking no, listen to them. Nobody listens to them. That's the thing. Okay. Like, um, I remember when I spoke to you and, and we was going to remember when we was going to do the blogs. Yeah. 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 I was going to do one on, uh, this was when I first saw, sort of came across Andrew Tate and I thought when I initially started listening to him, I thought oh, this guy, like he's saying like some of the right things, but he could be quite dangerous to, uh, like young minds who sort of take him, take everything he says as gospel. So I was doing like like loads of listening to Andrew Tate and loads of like research on him before I wrote anything because I didn't want to go in like blind and write something that I didn't mean. And I listened to him, the more and more I listened to him, I was like, fuck, he's like, what are you saying? It actually fucking makes sense. Um, there's some things, it's not that I don't agree with what he's saying. I think sometimes he goes about it a bit too, he does it to like start fucking like, to get his name out there, so he'd be like, hype, yeah, yeah, very like harsh and marketing himself in a yeah. crazy way, yeah. Um, which is his way of fucking expressing it, and hats off to him, he's done a fucking sick job. Um, but well, yeah, the more and more I was listening to him, the more I was thinking actually, this guy is talking a lot of sense, and I think a lot of young men actually need to listen to him because he's speaking from a angle where no, I've never been spoken to like as a young man or a young adult going into like going to be 30 in a couple of years. I've never like been spoken to or had advice along those lines or been expressed in that way, which for me, like I'm quite level-headed. So like, I'll take some of it as like, I'll take that on board. Some of it I'll leave because 
it is like there's things I know I agree with and there's things like I may not agree with but there are like what I'm trying to say here like I think it's just a, he, he articulates, himself, articulates himself a bit too harshly about certain topics. Um, He's not as educated in that domain. Whereas if you listen to people like, I think there's better people, young people could listen to, but they're not as glamorous as him. So like a Jordan Peterson, for example, I would probably recommend somebody to listen to Jordan Peterson over but again with Jordan Peterson don't take everything he says as gospel in it like listen to him take the bits you want to take on board and then disregard the other bits there might be a day where you come across him again and listen to those other bits and think oh shit that is something I actually agree with but you can't just listen to somebody and that's the point I'm trying to make you can't just listen to somebody and think he's Jesus and listen to every word he says because Nobody is like that. Like you have to just take bits. Yeah, because even I, I'm a quite a big fan of Jordan Peterson, but it took me a few goes to actually. Because I, I said when I read his book the first time, like I didn't take hardly any of it. In. I did. I found out now I did take some of it in, um, quite a bit of it in. But I don't know if it was like subconsciously or whatnot. But when I read it, I was like, I'm not fucking ready for this shit. Like it's too much. Oh, it's too crazy. It's too out there and all that kind of shit. Uh, but reading his books now and listening to him now, I've developed myself over. I don't know how many years ago it was. I read it yeah. a good couple of years ago. But I've developed myself up to a stage now where I can listen to him and understand. If I don't agree with it, I don't agree with it, but I can understand what he's saying. And yeah. that's the problem is people don't understand. They're listening, but they're not understanding. They're listening, but they're not listening. And that's a big problem with our society at the moment. Anyway, They're like, listening. And if this, if he says something they don't like, they're getting irate and then disregarding everything else he's saying because he said one thing. So say... I know he talks a lot about these days, talks a lot about climate change, for example. He'll say something that somebody feels really strongly about climate change and it'll offend them. And then everything else he said, everything else that's good goes out the window because he said there's one thing about climate change. And then every time he mentioned Jordan Peterson to that person, they'll be like, oh, but he said this about climate change, so you got to disregard everything he said. I think that's wrong. He's got an opinion on climate change. He's said all this good stuff about personal development, especially for young males. Which That's the thing, what you, what you said, he's not Jesus. It's like, I know from being a human and having a channel of what we're doing, what we're 19 episodes in, I've said things like two or three, maybe four weeks ago, which I've changed my opinion on now. But yeah. <laughs> like, people say things that they're thinking at the time. And, yeah, just because they've got the the camera on them it's not they're not like hollywood um, stars where they're pr trained these people are like just fucking maverick thinkers where they're going above and beyond them trying to research and figure stuff out and they, all they're doing is relaying their research back to us um and they're gonna they're gonna say what what, what day are we on today like 4th of jan 2023 what he if you ask him a question today and i'm asking that exact same question the same day next but next year i bet you he has a different answer it might not be totally different it might be slightly different either or he's going to have a different answer because yeah because different outlook on it he and andrew tate are people who have a progressive 
like they want to progress themselves. So they're constantly like thinking about new ideas and trying to better their better their ways of thinking. Piece together the puzzle of their own mind. Yeah, because everyone's going through struggle, and no matter if you're a billionaire or you've not got a penny to your name, you're going through some level of struggle personally. Um, like my struggles might be different to your struggles, but it doesn't make my struggles any harder than your struggles. Like they're both, it's the same shit and it? it's relative. And I feel like people need to be more aware of how other people, what other shit people are going through. No matter who they are, no matter what, like people are going through shit and everyone's trying to deal with their own shit and make themselves better. Yeah, and what you said then about like everyone's going through different struggles, so you can't judge someone on their struggles is like, emotionally people have different thresholds of like pain. So, so for example, right, you get people who have been um, what's the word like mo- molly cuddled or something. Yeah, molly cuddled. Yeah, that, I know what you're saying. When they've been just Model protected since, uh, I think Peterson talks about it in his book. Wrapped in cotton wool. Yeah, for many 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 years of uh, through the by their parents through their childhood through their even through their teens and through their 20s and then one day comes where something because obviously by that age your parents are getting older there becomes a day when you have to start taking some fucking responsibility yeah and when something's so what i'm saying about people having different pain thresholds is that person that say they're 30 35 years old something goes wrong and they have to be the ones who are at that time responsible to fix it. That could literally break that person. But then you might have someone else who parent, a few other people like different types of parents might have chucked them out um, early and said, go on, fucking walk to school yourself. Or they might have been like slightly more lenient with them, still give them good discipline and like control them just for the discipline purposes. Cause it can, there's a balance in it. There's a yin and yang of anything. And I think by bringing up a kid, you need to find that balance. But then they will go through the hardships of like getting spat at on the way to school by someone. But this person who's been cotton wooled wouldn't have had any of that experience. So as soon as something small drops in their life, that will break them. But then this other person that's been chucked out at an early age, they're just going to see that happen and think, so fucking what? Yeah. But then imagine if something severe happened to that person who's been wrapped in cotton wool. Like they're gonna literally just—I don't know—but the person who's been chucked out, something severe happens to them. They might be able to face it a little bit better, and it, it comes down to resilience. Yeah, and being able to just fucking take a bullet, like if and keep walking if you if you need to. Yeah, one hundred percent. And honestly, I think that is like a big, big fact. That is probably. I was going to say, like, one of my questions is what, what is one, what have you learned from 2022? And before 2022, I never really thought much about strength and resilience. Um, obviously, come across Andrew Tate. He talks a lot about strength and resilience. Now, listen to David Goggins podcast with Joe Rogan and everything that David Goggins was saying in that podcast, because I listened to his previous one and it didn't 100% resonate with me. Everything he was saying in that podcast was like, shit, like, 
this guy is the definition of strength and resilience. He, the pain barrier is here, and he's pain barrier is like fucking. Yeah, like what we were saying then. He, he's if something fucked up happens in his life, he's just going to look. Yeah. At it. Probably it. like he's that resilient, but he did have a fucked up, fucked up childhood. I want to say like about twenty twenty two and resilience and stuff. It's like what. Yeah, you can listen to all these people that will talk about resilience, which which is, it is good, and read up, read about resilience and everything. But and I think this is where the stoicism, but daily stoic is going to help us is we're going to like now learn how to reflect on our own life. Right, one thing I've noticed is we're doing this and we're finding out some deep dark truths about the world off online and offline. Um, but there's a sense of resilience in. Like we're hearing about things which literally people are so afraid of knowing about that they just deny it. That's not happening. That's not happening. Because if they ever accepted that as truth, that would absolutely, they're not resilient enough to accept. Yeah. That would break them. But if you want to look at us, like there's times when knowing what we know, I'll, I'll go out and see something happen in the, in the world. Maybe on a night out and someone's, you spill your drink and someone gets annoyed at you or you see someone spill the drink and someone gets annoyed at them and you're just sat there watching it and you're thinking there's all this shit going on in the world and you're trying to have a fight you're trying to like hurt someone else because they accidentally spilled a drink on you yeah that to me that's another aspect of resilience is like you need to be resilient in your mind to approach certain situations and think you know what like the world's too big for this kind of shit there's a million things going on and you're getting upset because someone's just dropped a drink on you. And this is sort of why like I stepped away from the culture war thing a little bit. I don't really like talking about it too much now because I just think what's the point? Like at the end of the day, it's just fucking people arguing about what someone else believes of or what someone else believes. It's just fucking bullshit at the end of the day. Um, I think that's a bit different in the terms that I get what you mean and like a ground level but on like the well I suppose we're looking at it from a bigger level anyway now where like what I think even from a from a bigger level honestly I think to our 39 subscribers just fuck the culture war like everybody who is not on that level of celebrities, do you know what you were describing before? Anybody who's below that level, we all need to just fucking get together and yeah, the left and right together. no longer exist. Yeah, like fuck whatever you believe in. You might believe this, you might believe that. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the people at the top don't give a shit. All they care about is f- like fucking making themselves wealthier. I think that's Making where it's more powerful. That's where change can, and I think it is becoming a saying. I guess I'm hearing it a bit more that there is no left, there's no right, there's us and them. Yeah. So people need to get to grips with that, and it's like looking at it from the example of someone spills a drink on someone, so they start, so the other guy reacts and starts fighting. That's the same thing that's happening between the left and the right. The right are saying something, or the left saying something, and then the right are kicking off, and the left kicking off, but. If you strip back what's like if we saw someone drop a drink and then they get agitated and start fighting we're at a point now where we can look at it and think well why has that happened okay because alcohol's shit they're pissed alcohol is shit like this is 
their good time. This is their, their, their highlight, the pinnacle times of their life are going out and having a drink. And that guy's ruined it by dropping a drink on him. Why is that the, and then you look at, strip it back even further. Well, why is that like the pinnacle of his life? And it's because society's so fucked up. So it's like, you can strip back these situations and actually look at it from a much more holistic view and actually get to understanding why. And it's the same thing with like the battle between the left and the right. Like, why is there a battle? It's not because we down here want to be arguing with each other. It's because everyone's been manipulated to argue like this. Yeah, that's it. And you can see it in so many different ways, left and right, male versus female. Like, it's getting bad in the sense where we're just, everyone's just fucking arguing with each other. And then once this male versus female agenda, like, takes off, which is already sort of doing, it's going to start breaking up fucking families, the family home, because men and women don't get on with each other because they've got different views on life. And then... All that happens is the us get weaker and the them get stronger because we're even more diverse di- diverse word? diverse than before. Yeah. And they're not like they're up the people up there, they're not diversifying. Like there's nothing no bombshells being dropped on them. There's no and this is the other thing, like there's no Andrew Tate coming out and like showing them what like how to live, but one thing that I can't get my head around with Andrew Tate is the amount of publicity he's got. But when you look at, and I'm sure, I don't know who said it, but someone said it. Maybe Joe Rogan said it, but if you look at Jeffrey Epstein and the shit that went down there, no one fucking kicked up a fuss. Yeah. It's like, there's another thing as well. Um, you know, Cardi B, she admitted to drugging men Taking him to the ho- taking him to a hotel, and stealing the money. And did you hear? Have you heard about that? No, I've no. heard about like, her being a dodgy woman, but has she been like, if a guy did that to a woman, drugged a woman and took her to a hotel, you'd be arrested straight away. Yeah, it'd be carnage. But because Cardi B's doing it, she's still celebrated in like this modern feminism and female empowerment and that's when you can look at feminism and think the movement's gone too far now like it was for a good cause at the beginning but now like you started to like push it where you sort of want privileges for women not equality yeah it's uh yeah well it's sort of dragging the men down to get on top of the men so it's not by becoming equal it's dragging one down so you can get on top of them yeah um but then at the end of the day the people in charge are still the people in charge doesn't matter if fucking women or men are above each other or not but what Andrew Tate is trying to say is that if men are stronger, then there's less chance of tyranny coming because the men will get up and fight. Yeah, but the men are getting ridiculously weak. 
Hey, we say like about that about Cardi B, but aren't the elites drugging us and taking our money? <laughs> What's that? The elites are drugging us and taking our money. Exactly. Um, right, and that Epstein stuff as well, like what you're saying is that's just fucked up, man. It's like just gone. And I watched the uh, documentary. How's that book not even been released yet of his clients? It's but no one even gives a fuck. Like, imagine if they held some information on Andrew Tate because he, whatever he's going through all this scandal and stuff now. But imagine they had some information and they held it away from everyone. Imagine right, they had some documents and. On Andrew Tate, but he said, "Oh, we're not, we're not releasing it." There would be carnage. Yeah. But with Jeffrey Epstein, because it's dragging too many elites into it, they've just got him, got it all off the media. The fucking Netflix documentary is so fucking shit. Like it doesn't, it doesn't explain. The that Epstein anything. one or the Jelaine one? No, I've not seen the Jelaine one. I watched the Jeffrey one again. Um, oh, I was gonna watch. I watched, I watched it, it one when it first came out, and then I wanted to watch it again before I watched the Jelaine one. It just basically explains like isn't going to about the elites or anything. It just explains what he did, how he did it. Yeah, but like with minimal. It, 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 our first face value when you watch it, you think, "Oh my god, that's crazy! That's crazy!" But they've done it in such a such a sneaky way where you watch it and think, "Fucking hell, that's bad," and then move on to something else. It's the same thing that, like, with, uh, well, I would say that, um, what's his name? Dharma. What's his first name? Dharma. That, is it Jeffrey Dharma as well? I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, Even that, like, that was some fucked up shit, but that just sort of, more people were talking about that, but that doesn't affect, like, millions and millions of people. This Epstein case affects fucking everyone. But the Netflix documentary just on face value, like it's a lot of detail and you think, oh my God, it's crazy. But when you actually watch it and you're trying to like figure out, I guess it's because I know a lot more information now than when I first watched it. But watching this, I'm just like, Netflix have just put this out. It makes sense just to, so people can be like, oh my God, that was bad. What else is on? Yeah, because he got caught and it would have leaked anyway. Yeah. And then more like, like the information you're reading now, more people would have read it because all this stuff's leaking and it probably would have been more of an uproar because Netflix released a documentary, sort of, the average Joe watched it and thought, all right, it stops there. And yeah, they don't need to read it. any more information now because I've yeah. watched the fucking watched documentary. documentary. Like I'm sorted. <clears throat> Manipulation at its finest. But even like the Balenciaga thing, like, what the fuck? Nothing's happened. No, that's just completely gone. Everyone's back to buying Kim Kardashian's uh, skims or whatever they're called. Skins. She's got a clothing brand. I think it's called Skims or Skins. Oh. Like a clothing brand that she's got. With Balenciaga? No, no, just her own. But everyone was like, boycott Kim Kim Kardashian for it because she didn't cancel her um, thing, but it's old news now, isn't it? The big news is Andrew Tate's been arrested. Let's uh, divert everyone back. That's what I mean, like, Andrew Tate is so big, but why is he gaining this much attention and nothing else does? It's like, like, what, what, he's not actually, 
that much of a threat, really. Like, he's only saying stuff that more people are becoming aware of. Do you not think it's funny that he's come out now and grown in popularity at the same time? What was it Josh was saying on the thing? Like, once everyone gets used to something, it becomes a new norm. So it's just, we're meeting that next thing. Oh, we're in a matrix. This is going on. That's going on. Let's all get used to it. And then, yeah, there's fuck all anyone can do now. Because that's just what happens. That's just, that's just what's going on. That's what it seems like we're going through at the moment. It's that stage of, this is all happening. Like, just feed it and feed it and feed it and flick us up, like, get us well embedded into the Great Reset and then boom, they're done. Everything's done. All right, I was listening to something today and it was talking about Tupac and Biggie. And this guy was saying that he spoke to Tupac three days before he died. And he was telling him that him and Biggie, he said, first of all, the, me and Biggie don't have any beef. That's all just made up like shit. And he goes, um, me and Biggie want to start like owning our own music and distributing our own music. And the guy said to him, you know, you can't do that. Like there's this person, that person, this person like, above you. And he goes, yeah, he goes, don't worry. He goes, I'm going to get like loads of young hip hop artists and rappers to do it as well. And they're just going to own their own music and distribute it themselves. And we're going to set up like that and grow it. And then he died three days later. And when you look at with Michael Jackson. Yeah. And Kanye West. Well, Kanye West's not dead yet, but they brand him as crazy. I was listening to something else to Kanye West and he was talking about sacrifice. And he goes, to get to a certain level, you have to sacrifice. The human. Yeah. yeah so apparently. his mum. He sacrificed his mum. He didn't say this though. I don't know. So maybe someone's talking about it. Um, so once you've like got to a certain point and you've sacrificed, then if you try and go against what the agenda is, because they built your name up so high, you've got a lot of influence at that point. They'll just get rid of you after that. If you try and uh, go against the agenda. Obviously, that's very uh, conspiracy-led. So I've been going down a bit of a rabbit hole. As we're talking about conspiracies, I've been going down a bit of a rabbit hole. And uh, is this science, uh, science facility in Geneva, so Switzerland, called CERN, spelled C-E-R-N? Basically, what, what they're doing is the smashing um i think it's like atoms or something summit or electrons together to try and create uh a black hole i know you might have heard about it in the past yeah have you heard about it i've heard about something like this i've not heard about cern before yeah because i remember um in 2009 i was in the car with a mum and it came on the radio that they're going to turn this machine on and it could like cause a massive black hole I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but it turned out, and obviously, nothing happened. But apparently, there's a conspiracy. Of what, like, what they're trying to do is open a portal to another dimension. 
And there's people like saying that, do you know, have you heard of the Mandela effect? So the Mandela effect's like, basically, so people thought Nelson Mandela died in prison, but yeah, apparently he didn't. But that's what people thought like, back oh, in the day. Oh, it's, um, yeah, I know this. It's like when, it's basically like manipulation, isn't it, to your mind? Yeah, well, it's like what science, what uh, psychologists say is, it's like you just perceive something as what it was and you thought you was that set on thinking it was that, but it's not. But it's just weird because a lot of people think the same things. So like, there's one with a Ford badge as like a, a, a circle on it, like not circle, like a loop. But people are saying that never used to be there. And the more I've looked into the Mandela effect, there's one guy who said he used to work for Chevrolet. And he goes, there was an E in it after one of the letters. But he goes, I remember, because I used to have to type it out every single day, like 20, 30 times. But now he's going to definitely have an E there. And he goes, no, he's not got an E there. So <laughs> what they're saying is this thing's like, and Stephen Hawking apparently warned about doing this because it could push us into another dimension, the Earth. But what I'm saying is, like, because he's turned his finger on it, it's pushing us through parallel universes. So, like, things are changing on the Earth and we're not fully realising it. Right. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? That's <laughs> well fucking far, that. <laughs> the further and further I went down this rabbit hole, I was like, fucking hell. So is that related to CERN? Yeah, that's that's CERN's the facility that um, I've turned his thing on. And then another thing with CERN, they've got a statue of Shiva outside the god, the destroyer god, Hindu destroyer god. Really? Yeah. Oh, destroyer yeah. of universes. This is outside CERN. Yeah, on the like right outside the main building. That makes no sense why that's there. They said it got gifted to him from India. But still, why did they gift them that? And then there's another, there's a video of them, of some, they, they came out and said it's a hoax, but there's people doing like this weird ritual in front of it. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's a scary photo. Fuck you now. They said it's a hoax, but. Could have been random people going there. You can't get into the premises without a card, though, a key card. How fucked up that was even at night time. Yeah, the statue looks scary, innit? With a the shadow there in the back. That's just a photo of it at night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why you're saying all this shit? Because I don't know about it. You're saying all this shit that they do there. Even from the beginning, you said the black hole. Then you went on the Mandela effect. And then you went, and then they got the Chiva got outside. <laughs> But it leaps around, doesn't it? So, like, we've talked... I don't know if we've talked on the podcast, like, about Hinduism. I think we did it after a podcast. We went down the rabbit hole. But, um... It's funny how it uh, leaps around. Weird, isn't it? That's bare weird. And you can read up Stephen Hawking warned about turning this thing on. I'm going to look into this, because it's weird. Yeah, the CERN is the European Organisation for Nuclear Research. An intergovernmental organization that operates the largest particle physics laboratory in the world. In Geneva. Do you know how I came across it, actually? 
there was a short and it mentioned this facility called CERN, but it said um, it was talking like about uh, something to do with Satan's throne. And it said that Satan's throne is located in the Bible. It says it's located in this region. And it said this region is Switzerland, Geneva. And it goes, now there's a science facility there where they're trying to open dimensions to the, uh, to the underworld. What the fuck? Is that some Stranger Things shit? Yeah, no. So that's what I thought. What the fuck? This sounds like Stranger Things. And I started looking into certain and I came across all this other shit. I wonder if I... Obviously, they're all theories. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, but one thing that's not a theory is the fucking... The god outside the thing. Yeah, that's weird. That's like what makes it believable. Mm. Like, but then they know like that, that that would just cause questions. But sometimes they say like they do things in plain sight. Yeah, that's true. Like they have to. Yeah. You know, at the bottom of the uh, statue. Yeah. Wait, what the fuck is that? She's stepping, that, stepping on the kid. Oh, she. I think he. Oh, that's a different. That's something else. It's a different god. You know Christmas? Yeah. There's a pagan religion of sun or something. Oh, no, oh, pagan yeah, yeah, festival yeah. of sun. And yeah. you just have to sacrifice children on that day. Is it? I knew yeah. it was pagan. There was that thing. I think the book that we're going to read talks about Christmas. Do you know that sacred mushroom in the cross? I think it's that. Oh, yeah. Right, I don't know what I'm getting at with this, right? But a Christmas tree... Like the actual tree of the Christmas like tree, this fucking, I don't know what it's called, like a pine tree or some shit. Yeah, the fir tree. Yeah. They drop things off, which... Ah, uh, turn into those mushrooms. Turn into these type of mushrooms. But... The Christmas colours as well, right? Yeah, so they're the colour of Santa and shit, and then... If you like, they the ah. color of presents under the tree. And you put presents under the tree. Yeah. So I was listening to a video about Christmas and it was saying like, people don't realize it, but it's a, it's a ritual what you're doing. Every year you're getting the Christmas tree out. Yeah. You're, de- you're decorating it and you're putting your presents underneath it. Yeah, but because look at it as like a tradition, but it's actually a ritual. Like this, like they're the presents under the tree, basically. Yeah. And then the mushroom, and then the baubles and shit that you put on it is like all related to the mushrooms. These aren't like real photos, but so yeah. Because I said to Kate like this year before I I researched it after because I was confused on why why do you bring a tree inside like for Christmas? I was just confused on why the tree comes inside. Because she was like, why, why, when we got a tree, do we going to get a real one or a fake one? And then I was like, well, what, why is there a tree anyway, actually? <laughs> like, why is it such a big thing to go get a Christmas tree? But yeah, it's a, that's why it's a pagan ritual. That's why I know it's a pagan ritual. But it's because they used to eat the shrooms from under these trees as part of that ritual. Or give, give each other the shrooms or whatever. Ah, okay. And that's not the presence under the tree. 
Yeah, because that's their representations of... We're symbolising it by doing what we're doing. Yeah. But I think that book covers all this type of shit. Mm. Probably will. I hope it does. Um, that same thing... It's weird, up. like, when you start looking at religion and then you look at, like, ancient practices, how much it links up with like normal religion and how ingrained it all is yeah because what we do today is just from ancient anyway yeah it's just been evolved over time and time and time and then slightly amended um yeah like halloween is a day of remembering the dead so you def dress up as like dead people in it basically yeah. Halloween's a pagan festival, isn't it? Yeah. But, like, what is paganism, though? It's like the level. It's like a. Not a non believer, it's a. Um, it's a different kind. It's a believer of more than one god, I think. Is it not the believer in um, what happened before religions came? Before, like, the so... <clears throat> before they branched. The book religions branched off away from, like, paganism. Yeah. Um, paganism, Hinduism. Hinduism is the paganism. That's pagan religion. Yeah. Well, that is what paganism is. Hinduism. Yeah, pretty much. So then if you're... Hinduism is just an ancient religion, which... That's where paganism comes from, and that's where, like, that's where it is. That's where it probably originates, I'd say. It's weird that... Like... Obviously started in India, but then, like, you've got... The Mayans who worshipped pagan gods, and... Is it Sumerians? I don't know. I know the Mayans did. So this word must have spread somehow to some people who apparently never spoke to each other or never or weren't in contact with each other at all. This is what Graham Hancock's trying to find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he won't let him. I was uh, confused why his documentary even got allowed on Netflix, to be honest. Got better hate for it. Don't know why. Well, he was like, they were saying as a, as a civilization. People are saying it's dangerous what he's saying. I don't get why people aren't allowing How's it dangerous? To... I can't, I don't understand what's dangerous about what he's saying. Because it means like everything we've been told has been a cover up for something, but it's like, what? I don't know why it's been allowed on Netflix. What if it's not even a cover-up? What if they just got it wrong? Yeah, that's easily done. You, like, someone was saying, think about history, right? We hear about a sliver of it and think, fucking hell, that's really bad. Or fucking hell, that was really good, what they used to do. That's really bad, what they used to do. But we're only told, like, not even a sliver, less than a sliver. It's like, we're told a mini, it's like a sentence. Imagine, like, something that spans over hundreds of years. 
we only really know whatever can fit in a book about it. And that shit's like spanned over a, a hundreds of years. So we're not really taking into account the looking into the day uh, where we live today and like looking at the complexities around how we live. We're not really, we don't, no one weighs up the complexities from back in the day. They just look at, oh my God, this was left on some paper. And that's what's happened. Oh, like loads of papers and just trying to figure it out. But you're not looking at the complexities that wouldn't have been on paper and trying to figure it out. Like We've only really started using paper like um, scriptures and writing things down over the last couple of hundred years. So how are we going to, well, there's no way of figuring anything out. Yeah, we can't unless people actually put the time and resources into researching the lands and stuff to see what happened. But it's all speculation still. Then they say like there's um, time travelers from ancient Egyptian times and before. Well, time travel here. That can come to the future. And then there's people, there's even ones that have come back, like just YouTube, like time travelers uh, who come back. I don't know, it's probably bullshit, but if we're on conspiracies, there's like time travelers that have come back and they're stuck here and they can't get back. Because there was a time, it's, I don't know, right? But there was like a time machine made back in the day, and there's a time machine in the future. So these guys get stuck in an area where there's no time machines knocking about. All right. Or I don't think they're the same machine as such as much as like a casting or whatever. Well, no, I think Stephen Hawking said that you can time travel, but you can only time travel into the future. I thought he did not say you can only time travel from when there's a time machine made. No, I think he said if you go around the world, like, on a train really, really fast and then get off. You'll still be young inside, but then the rest of the world would have moved on. I think that's what his theory oh, was. But like on um, Interstellar? So it does an Interstellar. Have you not said Interstellar? Jesus, you're <laughs> But apparently if you go to space and you're traveling through space and it's like 20 years in space, it's like 100 years on Earth. Yeah, so on Interstellar, should I just tell you the premise of so this on Interstellar in space? Yeah, so I'll tell you just this part, not ruin the whole thing. But they go to a planet and they leave a, geezer, a guy in the spaceship to, I don't know, make sure I don't get robbed or something. And then they come back. They've only been there for like 30 minutes. And then the geezer's like, the guy's like bare old when they get back proper old. <laughs> <laughs> but they thought they've only been there 30 minutes. They didn't take into account the time. Yeah. So time's different on another planet. So yeah, they've been there for 30 minutes. They took like another spaceship off to the planet, came back and then he's like used all of the food reserves and everything. Right, fucking hell. He's like, I just didn't think anyone was coming back. (laughs) 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 Hey, watch that Interstellar as well. It's about dimensions. Is it? Yeah. I think I like that. Yeah, it's well good. It's a bit deep. Yeah, I watch it. It's good. Matt, um, not Matt. What's his name? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I put for my areas of interest for 2023. Sounds a bit shit now, but <laughs> after what we spoke to. But I want to write more, read more diverse, and speak to more people. Yeah. Um, more diverse. I want more diverse um, thinking in my life. Not diverse as in the diverse that's been... Yeah, just people who have different opinions and different views. Yeah, like we've talked about um, theories on religion and stuff in the past. I'd like to hear other people's theories, no matter how like crazy they are. Um, I just yeah. want to talk to people about all sorts. Not, not diverse as in more LBGTQ people on the show. <laughs> I'd like to get them on as well. It's like I watched the interview with um, Trigonometry. They interviewed that guy that spent... Two hundred and fifty thousand pound or whatever to make himself look Korean. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but they interviewed him and he said like, it's "Fucked up." Like it's a ment- he had a mental condition which made him do that. So he's like, people need to understand this. It's a mental problem. All right, he sounds like a good guy to get on the channel. Yeah, he's he's massive though. I don't know. I forgot what his name was. Man, what the fuck? That's him trying to look Korean. They've shown him like the BTS star Jimin. That's the BTS. Oh, that guy looks well real. All right, okay, yeah, that makes sense then. Jimin super fan. This person does not look Korean. That's probably a better one. Before, after, and then the guy's trying to look like the girl. Yeah. What the hell? Look at the before and after. That's scary, that. That's a good one. Not Korean, but yeah, before and after. No, but that's him trying to look Korean there. Yeah, I mean, it's not good to say that he looks Korean, but oh, it's good yeah. before and after. I don't think it does look Korean. It looks more Korean after just straight after the surgery. Yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, and I want to learn more about history in, like I was saying about, like, we don't know much really about history, but what we do know, I want to try and learn it. And I think learning history will make you see things in a different light as well. Yeah. No, definitely. I think history's got a lot to teach us. Yeah, we'll call it that. Right. Thank you. Right. Cheers, guys. Have a good 2023. See you next time. See you later.